At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. And now, The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. It's not in the way you say you mind. Bobby Kimball, dude. So important to a band and yet gone. Gone. They always have other people play his parts now. Son of a bitch. It's this guy's voice was the whole thing. Things that you say that you do. <laughs> or the Show things me. that you say that you do. <laughs> Damn that song rules. It's yeah. The bonfire, everybody. Faction Talk Series XM one oh three. Big J Oakerson, Dan Soder hanging out with our crew. Very Nick he's coming in today. Very happy with the song choices today. You're wearing a Toto shirt. Wearing sweatshirt. a Toto shirt. So we're gonna do all Toto. Toto rips, man. It does, and I'll tell you what, a lot of it, because of my algorithm, Billy Ro- Billy Ocean Radio. Billy O Radio? Billy O Radio, Pandora. That, uh, and Toto, if you could look this up real quick, um, Blackwood, if you could even check it out. Toto, what's they're like a super group, like Wikipedia them. Oh, I don't know anything about I think them. they were all studio musicians that couldn't really find a band, and so they just started a band together. And just cranked out hits, but with not any one particular famous person in the group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. none of them was like a, let's see, can you make it a little bigger? Uh, this is kind of like the opposite of what we were talking about yesterday with boy bands and like the biggest one dying and they can't go on. Or singing groups. Yeah, but this, this one, is like a thing where. If they you, do go on without the high pitched voice guy, but he is the guy. I thought that drummer is the biggest guy, name in the band, Jeff Beccaro. I don't know any of these guys. Um. Well, because he's famous. Steve I mean, Lukather sounds made up. Is it? No, <laughs> just sounds like all these names sound like names that you're trying to give a he's, cop to get out of. Something. I think he's the brainchild behind it, and okay. he does the singing. That's not like he's the, you know, the wild dogs. Was he Rosanna? The night? Yeah. Yes. But he's then Bobby. Not even that. He's the. Uh, he's the guy. What's the? How does Rosanna start? Uh, all I want to do in the middle of hold your time, yeah, Rose. But then when it goes, uh, that guy when it goes high, yeah, that's Bobby Kimball, and he's the dude, he's the voice. And then he's just out; he's just not there anymore. He doesn't do it anymore now. But Steve Lukather still goes out there and does it. But he always just has somebody else. Like there's a one of my favorite live performances of modern era, 2012, I think it's from, yeah, uh, of Africa. It's, uh, I think the. No, no, that one they still have a they still have Bobby Kimball there. So he only recently got. I mean, Toto's been around since the seventies. I mean, he's probably been gone for like maybe a decade now, but it's uh, or close. But it's like that might have been the last tour he's ever done with them. But man, I've noticed as I get older, fucking rules. The old, the older I get, the more like 
2012 to me was like yesterday. Last week. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. not wrong at all. And then like when you're like, oh, 97? I'm like, I remember 97. And then like to a kid that's 24 is like, what? Huh? I was fucking born then. <laughs> what are you talking about? So there it is. Yeah. Bobby Kimball was. that way with Aliens. <laughs> the movie Aliens? Yeah. You feel like it was just 86. out. <laughs> but you feel like it just came out yesterday? I remember seeing it. Yeah. Like, how is this that old? Listen to this. Look at this whirlwind of life right here. Uh, so there he goes. David and Jeff of the band played together as session musicians on several albums and decided to form a band. Uh, David Huntgate, Steve Lukather, and Steve Picaro, and Bobby Kimball. So Steve Luther, um, Luthaker and Bobby Kimball were like the people you'd recognize from the band, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Most of you saw something, you know? Uh, they were recruited before the release of the band's uh, debut album in 1978, led by the single Hold the Line. Huge. Which we just opened the show with. It brought a mainstream attention, and then their fourth album, which brought a uh, global attention with Africa, topped the Billboard charts, and then Rosanna reached number two. Uh, they were the best, one of the best-selling music groups of the era. Pretty cool. It's just fucking a bunch of dudes. It like great you, It would have been great if you Patrick Bateman murdered me right after you said that. You see, Steve Lukather, a lot of people believe, was in the band from the get-go. <laughs> he wasn't. Steve Lukather actually joined after two session musicians you decided go. to start a band named Toto. Uh, Dan, don't just look at it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> go, Bobby Kimball left the group in 2012, and a lot of people don't know that. Hey, Dan. I turn around oh, and yeah. fucking a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people refer to him as the voice of Toto. Hey, Dan. <laughs> He's just going to say that name like that to kill someone. Hey, hey Jacob. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, Dan. A lot of people don't know about Toto. 2004, they led different lives. <laughs> uh, hey, Dan. <laughs> yeah they rule dude and uh it's not just because i'm a big fan of billy o radio on pandora i'm pumping our sister company i'll tell you what you're i'm going to check out billy o radio at some point you're gonna love it it's always gonna start with a billy ocean song right That's always always if you're lucky it's lover boy no if you're lucky it's lover boy's my top so... billy ocean radio a billy ocean song lover boy name three others Caribbean Queen. Okay, uh, I'll accept that. Even that's the obvious, obvious one. And get into my, uh, get hey, into my you car. Get, in my, get out of my dreams. Get in yeah. my car for sure. All right, that's three. No, it's three more. Oh, oh, Jason. one more, dude. There's, I can get one more. Uh, suddenly, oh, well, dude. life has I love suddenly. I didn't know that was Billy Ocean. Oh yeah, though. when the going, going gets, gets tough, tough yeah. the tough get rough. I would know them all because obviously I, I'm big on Billy O Radio. I don't like a group of men being described as, or things described as t- as rough. Well, we said that yesterday with New Kids on the Block. Well, because, yeah. Because you go, we get rough. I don't mind the word R-O-U-G-H. I don't like when I know they're saying it, R-U-F-F. <laughs> rough. We're rough and tough. Huff. Huff, 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 huff. Yuck. There'll be no besmirching Billy Ocean on this show. Captain Fuller can do whatever he likes. This is black people with sweaters and red wine music. Love it, dude. (laughs) This is the kind of black dude that my mom dated in San Francisco. Goddamn right it is, dude. She goes, you know he knows John Taylor. And you go, all right. Dude, Billy Ocean is leather driving gloves music. Yeah, where he goes, <laughs> Patricia. I'm surprised you've never had escargot before. Yeah, it's a guy wearing a it's a guy wearing a DJ Lou hat and leather yeah. gloves. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would have killed to have a Billy oh, Ocean dude. stepdad. Dude, a Cleveland show nailed that Sogo, and Cleveland was in a rush to get in his car, and he goes, "Oh, and my driving gloves are at the leather smith." <laughs> 
And then the leathersmith shows up on on a horseback and carriage, and he gives him two pumpkins as tender. <laughs> I give you these two pumpkins as tender. Yeah, do you um, the ocean rules for sure, dude. But it is adult contemporary black love making music. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it speaks to my white suburban soul. It so really much. is, dude. Like I, if the if, if you're not if you're uh, and I need you. This is, <laughs> I that, love this is having sex on dude. silk sheets under a, a a comforter that's got a picture of a big cat on it. And you know what? a puma or a panther. <laughs> and it's a lot of one hand with another hand bridging it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, breathing do the together. Do the lovers do. <laughs> want to hold you. want to hold you. Do the dance of do. Dude, if all our listeners, please only fuck the Billy Ocean this week. Damn. You'll is he be super sick. black or his teeth crazy white? I don't know. One of but those two. He's on tour. Suddenly, life has new. Who's that? Is that the girl from the WWE that everybody fucked? Fuck <laughs> Billy page? Ocean also? It's his daughter. Hmm. No, it's a, no, it's someone else. Oh, oh. my daughter and legendary singer got Billy to meet Ocean. Billy Ocean. Those teeth stayed pearly. Good on him. He's got to be. Well, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm always done with this. What age? No teeth. I'm always like, you have perfect teeth. Like, yeah, they're fake. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense then. Which, by the way, ever since I stopped this- bragging, to, I stopped. I stopped complimenting people's perfect teeth because I think I'm about eight out of ten. They're always like. No, no, my teeth were like got knocked out or something or whatever. And Dude, this is fake teeth. Ever since I got the science toupee, I've looked and I've been like, I can see who's done. It. You know what I mean? You can see it now. You're like, oh. it's so funny, Dan, that you will have a career trajectory if someone's going to make that article of like your hair differences through the years. Yeah, but then they can so just, fun because but then I, they can just play the show. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but like, it didn't strike or the stand up that I do. It about didn't it. strike me what was happening to you so much. Even yeah. upon your, uh, uh, you know, I know you're. Uh, what do you call it? your insecurity about it? Yeah, or your complaints rather about it, and it's just seeing it now. So funny because you really do have such a thick, lush head of hair. I mean, dude, it's just it's really, really funny. I want to go back to the like doctor. You have a low dude. hairline now. It's no, like, it's, it's still the same. It's still it goes back. It's just when it's long. It when my hair is feels long, like it feels. Yeah, dude, it's full. Yeah. What's funny is I want to go back to the doctor and be like, "You did too good of a job, you asshole." He's Could you grow it long? I probably yeah. Dan, go for it, dude. Go long hair? Yeah, man bun that shit. No. Well, then just let it grow long then. I want to go skater 90s, shave under. Oh, no, and go, because I will say this, and I do want to ask questions about this, actually. Yeah. I watched uh, my first baseball game front to back yesterday. Yeah. The first time since I was a child, probably. World Series game three? Probably since 1996 or seven. So what am I talking about? 13, 20-some years. Really? Since I've watched the ba- yeah, watched the baseball game. Through, well, baseball for games sure. are. Have you ever? Have you gone to one? Yeah, when I was young, I used to go. But like, like, not in that time. Uh, the last time I probably went, I was in my late teen, like eighteen, nineteen. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Right around the time I was starting comedy, probably still go to a baseball game here and there, but because it was cheap. Also, you could sit at a baseball game for twelve bucks. At that time, oh fucking a, dude! Yeah. I remember growing up in Denver. Hot dogs were still like honestly, like hot dogs were like a buck or two, and like I wasn't a Rockies fan, but when the Giants, it's the nineties. It wasn't even like Shea Stadium was nine dollars. Yeah, that's uh, the rock pile at uh, Coors Field. You could like, if the Giants were in town, I'd want to go see them. And so mm-hmm. I go down to Coors Field and pay like ten bucks go sit in the fucking rock pile. And your nose bleeds. Who gives a shit? Yeah, your kid, you couldn't give a fuck. I yeah, thought it was great. You're just waiting for it to catch a home run or a foul ball. Well, it's like I'm there, dude. I watched. I watched one game ever from I. Iverson low court ever. That's awesome. All of Iverson's years, I sat, most of the games I'd say sat like in the top row. Yeah. Because, especially because when it wasn't sold out, and if we were in like 
the 15th instead of the last 30th row of up top. If we were in row 15 and there was like people anywhere near us at all, I'm like, dude, let's go own up there. Yeah. I mean, stretch out, like feet on the ta- on the chairs in front of us. What's, what's so funny is the nug- nachos everywhere. Historically, the Nuggets were so bad right before the Pepsi Center because the Pepsi Center got built because of pretty much the Avalanche. The mm-hmm. Avalanche and Nuggets are owned by the same guy. And they like built the Pepsi Center because the Avs won two world, or they won a Stanley Cup. And McNichols Arena was old as fuck. But when I used to go to McNichols Arena and the Nuggets sucked, you'd buy the tickets that were up top. By the third quarter, you could sit six rows back from the fucking court. Yeah. Because no one was there. Yeah. I went to a Suns Nuggets game one time, and we got second row. Dude, I got to play. <laughs> but Antonio McDice, <laughs> I just remember Antonio McDice was playing for the Suns Monster after the Nuggets. Dunker. Monster dunker. He had like six dunks that were on ESPN, and I was like, oh, we're in like the second row of that game. Yeah. That's awesome. That was in high school. Yeah, it was fucking great. But I, but baseball is a fun sport. Baseball is a sport. I that saw I, two games Iverson low because I was at the one his rookie year. That was the tickets my buddy's mom's boyfriend gave us. The lawyer. That that's was, awesome. That was the crossover Jordan game. Oh, you were at that? I've said that on the show a bunch of times. Well, yeah, I was like, guess I was, what? I was like, you half get, court. You get an honest, earnest reaction. Half court row fifteen, dude. Jesus. Yeah, it was awesome. I was there for the crossover. The the three times he got him, or the third time he got him rather. Like, yeah. He, he didn't fall for it twice, and then he got him. So good. So cool. Oh, but anyway, so I watched this game last night. Phillies Astros. Phillies Astros. World One, Series. nothing has made me uh, want to bring back more long hair than watching a baseball game. Oh, watching all the cool guys. Long hair. Brandon Marsh has got a long. He's got a long I beard. Love it. And a long hair. And long uh, hair. his hair's always wet. He wets it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's doing that on purpose. Well, he's got to go spritz it. Yeah, he's nobody not sweating that much. First inning of the game, he's done nothing. His first at bat, his hair is soaked in the back. It's definitely he wets his hair so it looks cool. I I just love, I have no problems with that. I loved him on the Angels. <laughs> I loved him when he got traded to the Phillies. He's dead dad club. Has he always looked like that? Uh, he started growing it out. I don't know. I don't look him up. I know he's the whole time I've known or known about. He him, rules. Uh, he's had long hair. And yeah, so a bunch, these, Marsh. a bunch of these guys have long hair. Here's what I'm not fully understanding. And this crosses any uh, racial lines of it because it's not Hispanic, black, or white in particular. Yeah, look at him. Every, yeah, with the Angels, he still had that fucking yeah, long beard. Every, and I mean every player on the field, has a, a expensive chain. Yeah, on. that's like even Bryce Harper, who's Mormon, and like hundred percent of them. He's got a, all like three chains. What's funny is one hundred percent of the guys have chain, and also. The thing about it, most of them also seem to have it being uh, a very aware of problem during oh, they, the game. Yeah, they put it in. A hundred. The pitchers, after every pitch, they got to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go and they and they adjust it and put it back in every run. Every I'm like, take it the fuck off. No, dude, it's kind of their thing. That's like the yeah. thing in baseball is like having a it fuck is. It. Yeah, like having a chain. You like, knew that, Jacob? Yeah. It just everybody oh, yeah. like so rocks weird. a chain. Everybody does, and it's fun. Sometimes you can accessorize more in baseball than any other sport. And really, it's a boring game, so you got to accessorize. Check out that bling. What's funny is baseball has the most amount of dorky white dudes outside of a quarterback, college or football quarterback. Mm-hmm. A, a majority of dorky white dudes play baseball, yeah. like get to the majors. And it's funny when dorky white guys have chains. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they aren't overtly religious. Like sometimes they wear like the beat. You know what I mean? They're like different different things. But it did take me back to watching that game. It's so, so funny, like experiencing baseball because I got into it. I was enjoying the game very much. I mean, it was a fucking slaughter. it was a slaughter. So that's why for sure it was like early. a ho- it was like a home run derby. The first four yeah. innings, it was great. But that said, also it took me back to remember. I'm like, man, some guys really have. 
bizarre batting stances. Oh my god, that was the most fun thing. So growing up, I mean, like I know and, mimicking people's. Well, batting we used stances. to play. We used to yeah. do Vaughn Hayes was yeah. like the super stretch down. My favorite one was Kirby Mo, Puckett. Mo Vaughn, you yeah. keep the bat, you do like that, or like uh, resting it. That was but like the, Jeff but Kent. I'm surprised how many. Like when a guy looks cool. They seem to get like in a more like like scary like video game like slugger stance, and when a guy like uh, Reese Nichols who cracked a homer yesterday, yeah, um, he's a dorky looking guy, at least in his uniform he is, and his stance is like where he's like he just stands straight just up and it's like, it it's like chest. Straight, yeah, and then right as the pitch is coming in, like everything changes, but like it starts off with like I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. it looks like and then don't he, make me do it. Chuck so Knobloch weird, not, I thought we used thought, to have a fucking. I feel, like, I feel like we were taught in baseball a very specific way that's the correct way. You're supposed to, uh, arms. I don't know. I was terrible at baseball, but I was pretty good at. I was. I, I was not. I, I mean, I was. I wasn't. I was. I was a good outfielder uh, in the sense that I. I'm not afraid. You know, I'll go to the ball and catch. I had a good eye. Yeah. <laughs> I, had good, I had good hand-eye coordination, and I can crack the fucking ball. Here's what I was. I was infield, yeah. terrified of the ball. Yeah, because you're catching a fucking line drive I just, so or a hopper. And it's all I thought about if I ever had to come like sub first base or something like that. Like It was something where I was like, well, you're I'm too afraid of it. I don't mean this is a mean I'm thing. I'm like a first baseman. Yeah, you're built like a first baseman. Yeah, dude, John Crook. I would, Crook body. I would tell you right now, out of everyone in the room, I would say DJ Lou feels like he'd be the best at baseball among us. Were you good at baseball? I was... I was decent, but I only made JV. I never made varsity. Let me tell you something right now. Oh, I never High school baseball, very difficult. So that means you are good at baseball. I mean, they were pros. I was just a little fat kid. No, but I remember growing up, I when 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 uh, you know like they did coach pitch. It was like t-ball, then coach pitch, and then fucking kids start throwing. And when the kids start throwing heat, that was when I got nervous. Where I was like, oh fuck. Still remember this day. This kid Tremaine Rice just had a fucking gun. And no control. You would just hear it hit that chain link yeah. fucking backstop, and you're like, oh boy. And he was on my friend Johnny's team, the Royals. And when we played him, you'd just get in the box and you'd be like, fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. And that was the age where I started sucking at baseball because later in the season, I got hit in the ribs. Oh, yeah. And it just made me be like, your mind out of it. every time I was batting, I was. But then what's crazy is I got, when we play in the neighborhood, I was pretty lights I was pretty lights out. I was fucking good. We'd play in like. When we just played at the park or whatever, I was like, there was no pressure. I was no just pressure. having fun fielding. And then McDaniel played eight, uh, seventh, eighth grade ball. And in eighth grade, he's like, oh, they're doing midseason tryouts. You should come try out and you can get on my team, me or Byron's team. And then you can play the second half of the season. And I was like doing well in the neighborhood ball. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll come. And I tried out and I was fine fielding. Mm-hmm. I think they put me like out. I was like fielding outfield. I did second and first base. And then batting, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm back, baby. I'm like getting contact, not hitting power, but I'm hitting for, I'm just hitting. And then, dude, I got put on a team with these kids that I didn't know and they were good. I was on like the, one of the best teams drafted me in midseason draft. I didn't know any of these kids and they were all so good at baseball that I started to crumble, dude. I mentally crumbled, Mm -hmm. couldn't get a hit. And the other kids are like, Soder sucks like that. And I'd be like, <gasps> I got that like, Ben Simmons heart, dude. dude. Fuck you. I ain't Ben Simmons. Don't ever call me Ben Simmons. Because that Benny Simmons heart. Fuck that shit. I just locked up. You know and now be fun I'm unlocked. To do? What would be fun to really do? Because you do lose it. And I know, I can tell you the things I haven't lost it in for sure. But I'd be curious with this crew of people in here. And maybe yeah. everybody can do all these things. 
but see everyone how they throw a baseball, how they catch a baseball, throw a football, shoot a basket. Yeah, I'd be fine doing all that. That'd be all fun things. I want to. Do you think you have all those mechanics down, Jacob? Yeah. I'm yeah, very no problem. Athletic. Baseball is my sport. Really? Did you play? Did you play baseball in high school? Uh, not, uh, just a little league. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still. When we go down to Florida, that's all we do is just play catch baseball and hit the ball. Okay. So. You know what's fun? You know what I love watching this, and I've watched obviously this playoffs much more than I have in, in recent years because of Katie. But uh, when they show the bullpen, when they show the guys warming up, a sound that's very nostalgic for me is when you hear that fucking snap of the leather when they're like throwing it, and, mm-hmm. they, and you can hear like the flap like that, and you're like, "Damn, that guy can fucking put one on." Do you remember playing Black Lou? Did you play baseball growing up? Yeah, I played uh, Little League, Yeah, and I was really good in C-League. Coach's pitch, I was fucking nasty. Yeah, but co- <laughs> coach's pitch, you are like... I was nasty, You man. could tee off all day. And then yeah. that next that next year, when guys got puberty and started fucking... Dude. Man, that I remember was- the first kid to throw a curveball. I remember the first time seeing a kid throw a curveball, and I was like, what fucking... What is this? What is I played, this? I played up to American Legion, which... You played American Legion, yeah. which is... By the way, American Legion, you were good at baseball if you, you played... You could go to the vet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Veteran Stadium we got to play in. The one time, but Dude, was, did you do like Mickey Mantle leagues and shit, like travel teams? No, no, no. It was all it was at one park. Okay, but we got to play at the vet on our American Legion thing. But it was anyway. What's crazy? What would be fun in this competition we're talking about here? I'll do a home run derby. Well, I would too. But here's what I'll tell you that I'm afraid of it because I I don't know if I ever said this in the show, but I just got taken back to it because I was everything I just said. I was like throw a baseball, shoot a basketball. Uh, throw and catch at baseball. You know, I think I, we straight up fucking put on pads and play Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and then I'll fucking stick you, motherfuckers. Football. Here's what I do. So when we played those minor league stadiums with Burt Kreischer, right? Yeah. Um, our last last show, I think, of the whole tour, the players came out. Oh, awesome, awesome dudes. Yeah, and they were like so nice and fun. They were were like, these triple A, double A, single A stadiums? Triple A. Okay, so one below. Yeah, yeah, one below the majors. Yeah. Um. Yeah, eighteen thousand seat. Like arenas, you know, yeah, or more, some of them, but like, uh, so those guys came out and they were talking. And Bert, you know, loves baseball, yeah, and, he's trying to get that one day contract, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Bert wants to like uh, play baseball and he loves it. And he's just, you know, also his personality is not a guy who's like, I'll go try whatever. I am always like worried about the optics of everything. So, those guys were like, Yeah, and earlier in the day, we were having baseball catches and shit. I was having a ball with that, yeah. a blast having a big baseball catch, so fun. Uh, and then still, still can throw the ball far, hard, accurate. Yeah. And then they were like, "Hey, these guys can come out, let us hit some balls." And they like, come on, Jay. Let's, and he kept trying to get me to do it with him. Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, uh, you go first, dude. You go first. And Bert did it. And Bert was like connecting on a few and really getting a hold of some of them. And then um, he goes, "Jay, come on, come over here." I was like, "Nah, I guess with my I gotta work this week, and my arm's gonna be thrown out in a heartbeat." The reality of why I didn't want to do it is because I. Don't remember if I know the mechanics of like swinging a bat to hit a ball anymore, dude. We'll go to a batting cage. You'll have it in three swings, maybe. I'm but telling, I'm telling you, right you I don't like remember the tight. Like, and when I watched last night, that well, and again, you're watching the pros there. But I mean, I'm you're just watching like, the best of the best. The thing looks impossible. I'm like, it's so fast to make a decision on. What's well, crazy yeah. is when they talk about their decision making that they actually make while they're batting, where they're yeah. like, "Oh, that's high and inside. I'm going to swing at that." Where you're like. Didn't even know where that was going. Right, exactly. You're like, oh, so it's over. Do you know that? Uh, I think it's scientifically they they can't explain how batters can hit a baseball because they've determined that the brain cannot 
make a decision that fast. But they they do. It's crazy. That's why I I love baseball. They do, and the guys that are – so it's not like – exactly, when a guy has like uh, 70 home runs in a year, Mm. you're like, it wasn't just lucky 70 times that he happened. Like, he connected. He knows how to connect with it, and that's pretty impressive. I do think I've lost – and that was my thing when I was younger. I could hit. That was why I was always on the teams because I said my fielding was like – I had a strong arm, but they put me off like in right field. Right field, baby. Right field to hang out. But the thing about right field is like. We're we're a fucking. What did you play? I was outfield. But I always still die for for the ball. We're a a whole lineup of right fielders, dude. We're a fucking right field. What did you play? Center. Center field? You have to have a. You got to have a fucking arm. Sure. But right field does the. The least, least amount, amount of damage. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got a lot of left-handed hitters that'll never come to you. Yeah. A lot left- of foul balls you catch. When I got cocky playing restaurant softball, I was like, you could put me in left field. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, right field, that was my jam. But uh but I said I could throw I was but I, the reason I was like good on t- I would hit clean up a lot. Yeah. Like, I dude. Like fourth spot. You got so that I, cruck, dude. I could hit, but I don't know if yeah, man, that just it seems I'll tell you what it was. Maybe a decade ago now or so. I think it might have been Nate. Maybe it was Nate. I think we went to batting cages at Chelsea Piers. Guarantee maybe. you did because Nate does that shit. And I don't know where he is, dude. He's big time in us. He's big dog in us, dude. Uh, but I... Um, he hasn't checked in. I figured I'd wall. He goes, why? You guys are lucky for me to grace your radio show. But he uh, he does that shit all the time. Right? So for him, we go to batting cages, go-karts and shit. Maybe, yeah. So while he... Uh, so it might have been Nate and a couple of us went to like I think Chelsea Piers or somewhere yeah, they downtown cages. more on the west side. It was it was it was the west side. Batting cages and we got and I was just like and I think I stepped into I think I went from ninety to eighty to seventy. Because I was like ninety was an impossibility. You should have done the opposite. Yeah, you should have built uh that. eighty and then when I got in front of eighty, maybe I touched a few and I, but when I got to seventy, I was just like, Oh, I don't think I have this anymore. Like I'm standing there like I kind of feel like I don't know what to do. It's bizarre. I, dude, we'll go to batting cages. I lost cages. the oof. Let's go to batting cages. I bet, no, if you could hit when you were a kid, you can hit now. Because I, I can hit now, and I couldn't hit when I was a kid. I can connect, but like now I can actually hit because I, 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 there's no nerves. The nerves of like- Of course, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you right now, there is these two twin I brothers. I think the nerves where I put on myself then, too. I walk into a batting cage now going, like, oh, maybe I can get a hold yeah, of a couple of these. Yeah, it's fun. I know. I think when I did it at the time, it was still a thing where you were like, "I don't want to be the asshole who can't hit here," and like Nate's hitting them, yeah. and whoever else yeah, we're yeah, with yeah. is the, hitting them. I'm like, "You don't want to be the jerk off who's not good at it." The pressure ah. shifts. I I remember just going to that good team and these kid, the Nunez brothers. They were like all state. They turned out to be all state basketball and baseball players, and they were just like, "This kid sucks." <laughs> just like, "I'm gonna get fucking hit again." Alejandro and Andreas, the uh, Nunez boys. Now they play for the Mariners. They're late in their career. Uh, dude, yeah. let's go to the fucking uh, batting cages. Yes, I'll go to a batting cages. Can we uh, add another thing to the competition? Sure. I don't know if you guys remember the old school Oklahoma. punt, pass, and kick. Yeah, dude. I, competitions. So what's crazy is my when my uncle would take me to Broncos games. There, were, I, I feel like I was all I always saw the punt, pass, and kick. Yeah. I feel like McDaniel did well at those. What's like, punt, pass, kick? You, what is, it's is, a it was a competition the NFL did at halftime. How half far you punt it? You'd punt it, you'd pass it, and you'd kick it, and they'd do the kids, and then is passing accuracy or distance? Uh, <laughs> Distance. <clears throat> so punt, pass, and what's the kick? Through a field goal? Yeah. Oh, punt, pass, and kick. I don't know if I have. Where's that old logo? Bring any. up that old fucking logo. I don't know if I have any ability to aim or kick with any consistency a field goal. It's, I, I, it seems ridiculous. Dude, to me. my friend Chad, mm-hmm. that I listen to Stern. Classic car, Chad. Classic Chad. Uh, unbelievable kicker in high school. Yeah. Like 
55 yards Jeez. field goals. Really? Yeah, like played at Northern Colorado. He was their kicker and punter. The mechanics of that makes Dude, no sense to me. He would do it in practice, and I'd be like, how the fuck are you doing that? Uh, he had like a coaching, a kicking coach Yeah, that used to play for the Broncos, This uh, Rich Carlos. He used to kick barefoot, and he would come and like work with Chad on the weekends, and then he would just fucking bang. Hey, Dan, field I goals. barefoot kick now. Dude, but he'd get his leg up, you know, when he'd kick. He'd be like, and his leg would fucking go up. But, I'll do uh, a punt pass kick with you guys. I'll do a punt pass and kick. We're going to have to do a sat- a Sunday somewhere. That's fun. We'll go to like uh, Chelsea Pierce or something. I got to tell you this one story. Well, uh, I grew up in uh, Marlboro, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. and uh, Go Mustangs. Uh, yeah, Shout out Cowboys yeah, dying yeah, of cancer. And there was this, uh, it might still be there, it's uh, Grand Slam batting cages. It was in the middle of like a an industrial park. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They never showed a sign, so you just had to know it was there. But it was a suburban area. But we used to go there all the time to hit. And they would stay open late. Like, you could go late. But one night they weren't open. And my friend went in the next day and with my brother. And he said, uh, yeah, we came here last night and uh, you guys weren't open. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, the Wu-Tang Clan here. Oh, man. Oh. My friend is Excuse me? This is Marlboro, New Jersey's su- yeah, suburb sure. in the middle of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, no. You said the Wu-Tang Clan. You didn't mean that. You mean the the, the, the rap band? Yeah, yeah. They were here last night. You, they do you they rented just, out. Do you mean just nine bat- black guys? <laughs> <laughs> Wearing Wu-Tang ninja masks? <laughs> <laughs> talking a lot about Kung Fu? The Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> rented, <laughs> rented the place out and and was in the used the batting cages all night That's in fun. my hometown. That's fun. That's fun to th- think yeah. about ODB turning it up from eighty to ninety. Uh, a particular figure. The RZA talking through it all. <laughs> you see, the mind is connected to the bat. The bat is connected to the cheese. And when you find your mind's eye in the center of all the... Oh, missed it. Every, every time you <laughs> connect. Oh, that one went by. Can I get a suey? <laughs> oh, got to choke up. Oh. Time to choke up. Yeah, dude, we'll do that. You know who's I want to see DJ... And by the way, everybody here in this room, Jacob might have a cannon, but what's making me think about this was finding out the hard way that my father doesn't know the mechanics of throwing a football very well. Yeah, you showed me that video, and I was like... I showed the world that video. Yeah, it's was hilarious. Like, uh, good vibes for Gary though. Gary doing well, dude. He's healed up. Healed up. You're having, a ca- you're having a catch with him. My boy was just like me. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, he really uh, didn't seem to have the mechanics of throwing a football, uh, which is weird. But I do, I do have to believe. Maybe not, dude. He was like a street kid, so I don't know if he really played a lot of football. Dude, I'll up. tell you what. So I'm wondering if he just really is more of a fan and doesn't actually know the mechanic. I might be assuming. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I'd have to think, like, no one showed you how to throw a foot. That just seems, like, weird. I one mean, of the only sports, playing sports memories I had, I played catch with my dad a lot, like football. Mm-hmm. But one of the sports memories I have with my dad is a marble in his mouth mm-hmm. and him, like, crinking his eyes so the smoke doesn't come in and him having a nasty shot. Nice. While we were, like, at the thing, he was like, let me see that, pal. And he'd be like, <laughs> and he'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, still got it. Still got <laughs> stuff. And then I forgot that, you know, then you remember he grew up in East Oakland fucking playing basketball until they moved him out to the bird. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. 
Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Herbs in like a let when he's eleven or twelve. Oh, I see DJ Lou throw a show of basketball. Great. I, I believe you. I'm not. Uh, everyone thinks everyone's I so think negative. It'd be great. I think I'm it'd be great if Lou, if DJ Lou or Jacob were the best athletes. Very much. That's the best. That's the. I agree. Result. Best results. I'm. A, I, Someone's here. I think you always take it's Nate. Uh, this is a good conversation to have. I mean, Nate's athletic though. Yeah. No. No. But I say it's a good conversation because he was already been in it. Yeah. Everybody. His news. His special, The Greatest Average American, is streaming on Netflix. Uh, right now, and the Rain Check Tour has some dates coming up. Uh, 11-3, that's tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, Newark, New Jersey. The 6th, the Wang Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. He's on his East Coast run, everybody. It's the great Nate Bargatze, everybody. What's up? What's up? Huh? Look we at you fun- too. <laughs> we were uh. having a fun uh, conversation that I think you'll enjoy. Is I was saying, I want to see everybody here do like just like a test of athletic athleticism and i mean in actual sports so yeah we're talking about pump see... pass and kick bringing that back doing a little batting cages <laughs> but i brought up a story i think with you over a decade ago now at this point uh went to we went to batting cages at chelsea piers yeah and i said i was such anxiety that day because i hadn't played baseball in so many years and or swung a bat and i Felt like I was like, yeah, let's go. It'll be good. And then when I got there and saw everybody else able to do it, I forget who else we were with, but you were making connections yeah. and stuff. And I I don't know if I just <laughs> didn't even end up getting in the cage or I just like did for a little bit and was like, 
maybe yeah. faked that pulled something. But I was, I, I was think like, it broke. I think is it we're closing now? Because, I think you know what? Closing. You know what the guy outside told me is that they they usually turn the machine on for the the minor league players at yeah. this speed. Yeah. So I I don't know because don't the know only athletic skill that I'm unsure of myself in in as far as like throwing catching a baseball whatever blah blah, yeah. blah uh, throwing a football catching a football basketball I'm fine. It's I'm like I don't I haven't swung a bat really with any kind of consistency since I was a kid, and I'm afraid I've lost the mechanics. It's hard. I did a, a, a like a celebrity softball game in Kansas City Stadium. I mm-hmm. struck out. You did? Yeah, yeah. In front, I mean, with that third strike, were you like oh, who pitched? They, it was uh, I, you know just they turned like hard. An old Boo, lady, like Betty White. So, I, <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's it was, just funny. It's funny to know who fucking put you down on strikes. They just like the third guy <laughs> and fucking, the third guy in an NCIS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who you just, I go. I thought he got, died <laughs> in season one. You're like, you, oh, he did. You hate a guy on Law and Order, and Laura's yeah. like, that's what I was gonna say. Goes, I got struck out by Dan Florick, the guy who played the longtime captain on SVU. Yeah. You really floated him up there, didn't you? You threw him straight on everybody else. You gave him a chance. Coming to the plate, Dan Florick. I was first, and they were like, hey, we don't take this serious. And nobody else struck out. Like, right after me, I, they gave me three strikes. Then after me, they were like letting, a, like an old lady got a hit because they just let her keep swinging. Mm-hmm. And I never got a bat again. What? And so I'm the only one that struck out. <laughs> you were 0 for 1? I was 0 for 1. Well, is it, it, was it a backwards K or was it, it a forward K? I swung were you caught so looking? hard, dude. Oh, no, okay. no, no. It was, you know, I mean, I golf a lot. So then I was like, I was used to that. So when you're standing sideways and the ball's coming in up, yeah. and you're like, well, I haven't done that in forever. <laughs> and then, I mean, I was, I swung the most hard. And Paul Rudd was, because it's for this Kansas City, Kansas City is like, uh, they do this, it's a great thing they do, but it's like Eric Stone Street, Paul Rudd, Rob Riggle, Jason Sudeikis, they have like a crazy David Koechner, uh, people that are from there. And so then I like Paul Rudd's in there, this is like the only time I talked to him, I was like, I struck out. And he's like, ah, no one cares. And I was like, well, no one else did. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of we don't care. know if anybody yeah. cares because yeah. it's only one person's <laughs> yeah. proof. Yeah. yeah, Paul Rudd, the most likable guy in Hollywood, goes like, "Yeah, I know, I saw it's everyone's like, talking about." I pulled the audience, and uh, no one cared. I remember playing softball in uh, church league when you would go play, and you'd be playing with like some guys that are like had a cup of coffee with the Cubs, <laughs> and you're on your 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 field is third, like a little league field. Yeah, and I'd be playing third base. You're like, I'm gonna you. die if yeah, this guy hits you. it. This fucking, the restaurant league I played in at those, they owned so many restaurants that they had a full softball league. And you're just <laughs> their own league, our own league. Oh, wow. And it was every restaurant. It was like Dos Caminos, Blue Water Grill, Blue Ocean Grill, uh, Ruby, Ruby Foos had like two teams because they had all these restaurants. And dude, it was mostly because uh, Fat Fish Blue kids are coming up, dude. They got a couple of ringers from Tom's River. You have, <laughs> Jay, I'm telling you right now, most of the people that played in it were like struggling actors, so it was really easy. If you had any athletic ability, you were good. And then one time we played Blue Ocean Grill, and they just have this Dominican Cleaned guy. Out the kitchen, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's what you got. You got to yeah. clean up yeah. the kitchen. Dude, he shows fucking... up in baseball pants and he's like, so uh, you guys are playing. <laughs> dude, he hit a home run in Central Park. That was so deep. I played left field. I watched it go over me and I was like, I'm It's not like when you don't go get the ball. Yeah, you you go, go, I'm sure we got another ball. Yeah, go, Is there yeah. another one? Uh, yeah. Ref, um, yeah. can we get a- You're trying to have fun and you're getting smoked by a 13-year-old Dominican kid with a full mustache. Dude, he came Dude. out, toothpick, baseball pants, and just forearms. He had like, stirrups. So- you, you catch these guys 
right after their dream got crushed. Yeah. yeah. So then they're still got that competitiveness. Something to prove. And they go do it, and you're like, yo, this is not good. Yeah, like, I'm not having fun. Yeah, there's, there's leagues where it's an out if they hit a home run. Because they could hit home runs every play. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you know, I, it's hilarious. I got into baseball, Little League Baseball, right when the uniform norm changed to not being stirrups. Oh, yeah. But I, I really wanted stirrups. stirrups. I mean, he told us, he goes, we don't have stirrups anymore. We wear full pants. And I go, no, but I was, no, it was still like the half pants, but it just wasn't stirrups. It was just socks, like yeah. long socks. And I was like, yeah, I kind of thought the stirrups thing were cool. And he was like, uh, we'll give you a stir like, and then just I was the only one I just wore stirrups. That's so funny. And then I realized that stirrup pants also became a look for like fat moms at a Walmart <laughs> wearing sweatpants that the stirrups that go under their their fat flat feet. And then I was like, oh, I just look like that. Was it when they wore the pants all the way down? Like they would pull them no, all the way down? Up, up to or the, the no, socks. no, it was up. It's the, it's the up. It was the up socks. The knee and no, but the it was. It, it was. But were they switching to the? They oh, they switched to because uh, it came cool to socks. have them all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yes, but they pulled it. No, it was it was still yeah. short short pants, yeah. but just socks, just like long rubber socks. Bands, someone could flip them. Flip them. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, but I was like, yeah, but I want to do the socks with the stirrups over it, and they were like, it's not even a thing anymore. I I got the yips when I played softball too. I'd play uh, second base and I couldn't throw it to first. As a kid, you just no, miss no, it? no, in like church, like when oh, I'm, okay. I would. I would. I couldn't get it from second to first base, like in my head, and I would launch it, and it would go over. You know how the dugouts are open? <laughs> yeah. It would hit the fence and fall in the visitor dugout. And I mean, I am 15 feet from this guy. I could just roll it to him, <laughs> and I just couldn't. Like I had some kind of yeah, and I would launch. And I mean, everybody's like, ah, and you're like, oh. In fairness to you, heads up. Yeah. In fairness to you, a softball fielding is way more difficult in softball than baseball because a baseball you have you could one throw harder more controlled a softball is like trying to you know, if you ask someone to throw a golf ball or a fucking grapefruit they're gonna throw the golf ball <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be much more of an intense like direct throw yeah. like a, a grapefruit's so big you, you, you can't really do baseball fingers to a softball uh, do the uh, and it's weird the softball com- the competitive softball leagues that they have where you're saying like they they'll get out if they hit it when I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond, I worked in I worked in receiving. <laughs> I feel like I learned something new about you. Yeah, but when I lived in Tucson and I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond before I moved to New York, I worked in the receiving. So we'd unload trucks, and it was me and you the, didn't know Dan was a BB&B guy. Or triple B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Store two sixty five. Look at this up. is in between Alaska. Dan, he take, he's not his age. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> what I've always said. From Dan, the beginning of our friendship, Nate's like you're fifty. I, know. I mean, this whole thing's been interviewing with a vampire the whole time. Yeah. This whole bonfire's been goes, and then I saw World this, War Two was this, crazy. Then the Civil War. Was over. Everyone <laughs> winter out the way. But this old guy I worked with, every day would just talk about his competitive softball league, and he go, Aye. and he was southern. And he'd be like, "Now we're up three yeah. one, and I'm telling you right now, the guy at the plate. Oh, they're old stories. Go. No, it's he was an old man in an old baseball. In an yeah, old yeah, but say he was currently playing. I thought yeah. every day he gathered you around to hear his old softball oh, story. Yeah. Could you imagine anything worse than hearing old neighborhood softball Dude, stories? This guy was just fucking brutal. That by the time I left, I was like graded. I was like, "Dude, I can't hear another one of this." Yeah, I mean, Steve showed up with a hangover. That's what he is. He's like, sucks. "Now we're in the platinum league." 
those we don't mess around. Yeah. And you're like, I, dude, we're, we're on time. Can you please count these loofahs with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to go to can lunch. We do, uh, do my silverware. <laughs> can <laughs> I listen to this story? Can I please just sit oh, around? Oh, you're at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, I was just uh, unloading. Can you do these fifty, these was, fifty-five duplicate paintings of the same exact painting. <laughs> there was a softball, an old softball league with these guys. Uh, it was a pitcher, an infielder, and I want to say a catcher. And he said he could, and he would beat any t- body in the in the country. And he could strike, and the the pitcher would, uh, I forget their name, they were like from the 70s, 80s, 90s, something like that. But they'd go around and just be like, here's three of us, we'll take on your whole team. And three versus win. nine? Three versus nine, they would win. You could You couldn't hit the pitcher. But would he do like he was that an Je- old man. Would he do that, like that Jenny Finch uh, oh, softball yeah. release? But no one, my, they came... No. They came to Nashville once because they would do like a tour, and my dad got up there, and I mean, you just can't, you can't hit them. And there's one, they just have one guy in the infield, and I think a catcher, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, those, that, those, one of those, like college softball girls would humiliate me. Well, yeah, Jenny, box. they oh, had yeah. Jenny Finch in a batter's box. That's going to be coming in. You're going to be like, whoa. Hey, when I was at Arizona, hey. she was at, hmm. she, she ripped my knees up? She yeah. was a senior when I was a junior and they had her like, uh, I remember on TV her senior year because she was like, you at Team USA, she was like one of yeah. the greatest softball pitchers of all time and she was at Arizona and they like Lesbo. really, oh dude, my buddy went to a softball game one time and he came home and I go, how was it? He goes, it was all lesbos and special needs. <laughs> it was packed, but that yeah. was all that was there. But she went up and struck it's like out WNBA games. Yeah, she struck out these three uh, Diamondback players, or oh, one of the wow. di- like the Diamondback players went and like they moved the mound closer where softball is, and she fucking softball pitched him and was just throwing. She's fucking lucky because they knocked one back at her. They ripped her head and off. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, put a hole through it. Yeah. She was smoking hot too. Jenny Finch. Yeah. If you look her up, Black Lou, she was just like a tall blonde and would just fucking. When it gets line drive, it's the movie scene. They line drive right towards her and you see like her glove close. And then she opens the glove, there's no ball in it. And then it pans down to see the hole in her chest. She's like, oh. Yeah. What does she do now? Like, just where do you go? Probably tours the country, taking on people yeah. in a three versus nine. She got nine. a $3 million a year only fans. She's doing hustling. Yeah. She just goes to softball field. Goes, I'll strike you out. That's pretty crazy. You think you could probably hit me? Yeah. I bet you couldn't hit me. She. Uh, I knew a girl who used to hustle uh, pool. And I'm like, how's that work? She goes, dude, I make good money. I go, really? Like, who are you playing? Like, if you figure in a CD world of like like pool hustling, yeah, and then you beat some guy, and she goes, "I believe that's two hundred dollars." Jeremy goes, "Nah, yeah." (laughs) (laughs) What are you gonna do? You better be friends with a tough man. So now she lives in Louisiana, in a small town, Sulphur, Louisiana. Oh wow, that smells good. Sulphur, oh, but Uh, it's where Dak Prescott's from. So Black Lou, you know, you're a fan, kind of, dude. Sometimes when Dak Prescott would play as well, Black dudes and softball bitches love it. Peas and carrots. Baby. Well, we got to do. We got to do the full. We got to go play basketball. We got to play baseball. We got to play football. I, I told them I was like, can we pad up and play Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I'll do. Uh, I'll do some. Hit that's what made me quit. Just play uh, football. Just, was Oklahoma? Is that the one? Are, lay, the, no, I'll do the ring. That that one. Bull, but in, then, bull in the ring is pretty crazy. The bull in the ring is when I, I would always be like, I think my helmet's messed up, and Dude. I would take it off. <laughs> and you just go in the middle, and they go, stop chopping those feet. And you're like, yeah. And then they're like, go. And then just a kid runs at you, and you're like, pow, and just fucking slam into them, like, and then yelling out names. It's fucking crazy. Oklahoma's the scariest. That's laying on your head-to-head, yeah. and a coach comes and puts the ball on one of your chests and blows the whistle, and you get up, and whoever doesn't have the ball has to tackle that who has the ball. 
They should, yeah. <laughs> but you get, I got fucking we'll do that. laid out. Oh, yeah. All right, cool, we'll do that. We'll do it right. I mean, it's a good 40 seconds for us to get up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, ah, it's a lot yeah. of that. It's a lot of rolling. Yeah, you got like, to get going. Yeah, you go. Yeah. And then you the complaint, the second you hit him, you go, dude. You just do a hand fight laying down over your head. <laughs> we just both refuse to get up. Like you're looking yeah. for the remote without seeing yeah. it. Yeah, the first time you make contact, you go, ah, oh, there it ah, is. Ah, ah. Oh my god, dude! This makes me. We're gonna tweet this video out, but this gives me fucking nightmares because I used to get the shit knocked out of me. Let's see it happen, yo. Dude, when you get stuck in Oklahoma, mm, why well, the would one you kid already even, had it? Why do they call it Oklahoma? You know, they put the ball on one of your chests. Yeah, so one of you has the ball. I don't know. This is yeah. always called Oklahoma. So they do there. Yeah, so so my guy would get... be on top of me while I was rolling over. <gasps> he puts the ball on my chest, and I go, "All right." Sometimes those, right, the, yeah. sometimes those yeah. are the most brutal hits. It was when one kid got up faster and a kid was still getting up and then he'd just fucking torpedo into the ground and uh. you'd be like, whoa. Like I said, I have no expectations on anybody. I'm just curious to see. I can't picture the motion of DJ Lou just sending a spiral right into my chest. With a cigarette in his mouth like my dad. Yeah. He's like... I just don't... I can't thing. picture it. I'm not, I, I think you possibly could do it for sure. I would love to see Jacob turning too. Just someone barehanded to Jacob and him touching it, fucking yeah, on a dot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, kink. <laughs> Jacob, you can crank a football? Can you throw... You can throw a baseball, right? Here, we can split a mic. What's wrong? You're pissed off Nate's here? <laughs> That's how you made him feel when you went this. Bad. I'm, I'm not awkward at any sport. I can pretty... I can hack... I can, I can hold my own. Yep. Football is probably the... My my weakest game though. Throwing a football is an interesting beast that some people have never tackled. Yeah. Uh, we showed. Did I show you that, Nate? Did I send that to you? Or the thing of my dad having a catch with me? Oh yeah. Recently? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I found it. It's the way I found out my father can't throw a football. Yeah. He doesn't know the mechanics <laughs> of it. I'm like, really? Yeah. It was so he like pushed it off. He it's doesn't. Like most Christine. people find out probably a lot younger. Yeah. Well, most people's dads around the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When 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 I saw that, I was like, I had to think back. I go, I guess my grandfather showed me how to throw a ball because I've never had a problem with yeah. throwing a football or that's a why, baseball. That's really. why. Maybe that's why he left. What if he told you that's why he left? He goes, I was too good. Threw, I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, the way you threw was yeah. fucking atrocious. I'd understand. I go. Yeah. I get it, man. You know, I see it. You already. Dude, got, that's so the, funny. The young line already pushed the old yeah. line out. The, the thought of you having a son combine. Where he's like, I'm going to see if I'm going to stick around. Or I'm going to see if you end up at a stepdad. Yeah. Let's just see what you got. Do well, your I told vert. You, What's your vert? I told you he showed me he was going to show me how to fight, he said one time. Hey, didn't he just punch you and in the chest? He just punched me in the chest and I cried. It was yeah, so weird. That's how, that's how a lot of people do. That's how some people fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole fight for some people. Well, it wasn't, yeah. you know what's funny? I was an old, the thing is, I was an older, I'd already been in a bunch of fights, but he was like, no one's ever showed you how to box? Like, you don't know how to box? And I was like, no. I don't know how to box, but I've been in a bunch of fights. And he was like. Let me show you how to box. And he goes, you got to pop. And he just like, he put his hands up and we were circling around the back, his backyard in Ohio. And he just <laughs> laid one into my chest. And it wasn't like, so it wasn't like a, like it just started crying. I was like, what the fuck were you doing so hard for? Like, are you trying to show me something? Or what's like, I think I even had like a thing. I was like, you're just kind of jerking yourself off kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, you just to do this to like show me what's up. It was yeah. so weird. And I went inside went, went just sad. He had to come yeah. apologize, which is gayer than But that is else. funny <laughs> that you're like, are you just doing that to me with something? He goes, but what is up? You yeah. ain't going <laughs> to fucking come at me yeah. anymore. He goes, I you? bet you won't talk that shit ever again. <laughs> bet you're going to clean your room, you fucking pussy. <laughs> That's being the, a dad like that, because you just get to show up and just 
do the, you know, the stuff. Like, I mean, at work, Dude, he's like, what do you go do tonight? He's like, I go punch my kid. I see him once every four years. <laughs> I got to give <laughs> him about, know what's I got to give him four years of lessons <laughs> in one hang. He goes, yeah, something's getting a little froggy. Probably yeah. go straighten that out tonight. Dude, I, I remember when, <laughs> when I started playing Pop Warner football and I called my dad and I'm like, I'm playing football and just knowing that he was just a booze bag somewhere and he goes, yeah, tell him you want to play tight end. You're tall and long. You'll probably get up there. Get the ball. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And he goes, all right. And then like a year later, Bye. I talked to him and he goes, so how's football? <laughs> like, yeah. That ended in November. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking uh, August of the following the year. He goes, yeah. son of a bitch, you're a year older? When's your yeah. birthday? My what? father My father never saw me play a sport. He did come. I always say the one thing he came to was my high school graduation. And he brought my Uncle Tommy, who's just a South Philly, like, you know, old yeah. coot. And just like they are straight South Philly people. And he came to my South Jersey graduation and started screaming from the stands, Jew boy, to me. Jesus Christ. Because, you know, my dad's not side of the family. He's a Jewish. Oh he kept God. screaming Jew boy. And oh he kept going. God. And he kept calling me like, like, like it wasn't like faggot or anything, but he was saying like gay, right? You know what I mean? That's my little fruitcake, uh, blah, blah. And I think he came down while I'm in line. This is a new school for me. I only went there one year. Yeah, you went there one year and graduated. <laughs> I didn't right? make tons of friends there. I had a handful of friends. He came over, he squeezed my titties through oh. my ga- my gown. He, he rustled my were belly. Doing, and he kept, you... call, he kept calling me like a fat shit and stuff. Like, were you doing like, but that? It, yeah. It's all like in love to him, but you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Were you doing that laugh or you're like, Uncle Tommy? Yeah, like, oh, Uncle Tom, you're nothing. Hey, Jew boy. He goes, yeah, look at these fucking tits on my fucking nephew. Yeah, no, he's like, he was more like a gruff, but he was like, he goes, he goes, yeah, you got these titties just like your old man. He's like squeezing me and my dad. He's like bullying us both. That's very funny. That's very funny. What's, what's, uh, what's more dark? It's Jew boy. What's more dark and fucked Jew up? boy. Where's Uncle Tommy at now? <laughs> Uncle Tommy's still with Aunt Trish. Oh, that's the funniest, that's the funniest trajectory. Shout out Tommy and Trish. Oh, yeah. That's the funniest trajectory. Uh, Aunt Trish and Uncle Tommy always together. When my dad would come visit, we'd go stay at Uncle Tommy's sometimes. Yeah. With Aunt Trish and my cousin Vicky. And now it's my dad's stepbrother is Uncle Tommy, so they're not related. And is uh, anybody related in your family? No, (laughs) no blood, Uh, no No blood, blood blood relations whatsoever. Yeah, it's all mishmash. It's a (laughs) mishmash. Yeah, if you add all the tree is just like it just darts off into it's weeds. If you add all the half, (laughs) I have five siblings, but it's actually only two and a half if you count (laughs) how many full. I have two and a half full siblings. I'll tell you what: if you're transferring families, (laughs) those credits aren't going to transfer. Your family all enters the portal (laughs) every year. (laughs) They go. I'm going to get picked up by. Actually, it's going to be fun. Another Jewish family. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. But all Jewish. And I think I'm going to have. I think I have a shot. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm screaming Jew boy. But yeah, we used to go to my uncle Tommy's house, and then. Uh, when my dad went to Ohio, when I was like 11 or so, maybe 10 or 11, uh, Uncle Tommy started just being around my house a lot, because I didn't, I mean, I was too dumb to realize at the time, but him and my mom just started fucking for a little while. He broke up with my Aunt Trish. Yeah. And started uh, hooking up with my mom. What a dog. And I just remember that was so funny, because again, I was not an easy, it's funny how much the hindsight, my mom and stepfather were always like, you were by far the easiest. I go, I was just the longest to go. I go, you're not remembering this. Like, the anxiety I had as a kid, like, my mom just wanted to fuck Uncle Tommy for a weekend, and they dropped me off at my godmother's house, and I used to, I used to just scream and cry the entire time I was away from my mom at that point. Or, like, away from home. I could have been to my grandmother's, would have been fine. Were you, like, 15? 
I was like 11. Oh. Really? Oh. It was like too much. Like, I don't want to fucking let I that. like. Uh, I'd be sad the whole time. I think your mom is trying to get it kind of your tree going kind of back <laughs> to, towards the same direction. She goes, like, hey, what's Tommy? She's like, let's just Tommy's yeah, there. If we out. do, if I do that, then, then Tommy we're, technically is technically we're kind of back on track. My dad forgot almost uh, almost 100 percent of my birthdays on the day of my birthday. But when he got word that my mom was fucking Uncle Tommy, dude, he showed up. Did he really? He was pretty oh. pissed about it, yeah. I, I never saw what the, happened with it, but I know shortly after Uncle Tommy just got back with Aunt Trish. Uh, and then I- It's pretty crazy when you go, Dad! And he goes, I'm not here for yeah. you. Yeah, and then I'm saying- What's your mom doing with my stepbrother? And then yeah. this is the weirdest, and then I said even more than that, my cousin Vicky, yeah. who again, no blood relation whatsoever, but like, you know, we've known each other since we were little kids. When we were like 17 or 18, like we fooled around. We didn't fuck. Yeah, but we fooled around a bit, and then right away we're like, ah, "Did weird. you guys do the blood check before you ho- hooked up?" Or you like, "I doubt it." Who's your dad? This doesn't seem seems like a family that doesn't it's worry too about obvious. that. <laughs> they go, Listen, no. we're here. It's too obvious. Right? My dad, my dad, my dad's mom mm-hmm. married Uncle Tommy's dad for a little bit. Mm. And that's what it was. Okay, so all those that's the Ross family, and but they're a step. It was still listen, tawdry. Two horny kids, and still we couldn't get to fucking because we were both like. Yeah, we've just known each other since too. we were like babies. I mean, like much. your reunions are just awkward. Like it's, <laughs> it's all, it's all hookups. It's, it's all like, like it's uh, like the re- it's, it's like, like skank fest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck everybody there. They just oh, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like when a reality show does a recap and they bring everyone back <laughs> in the room and they're like, "Everyone, all right, Uncle Tommy? Yeah. There's still some heat with that." <laughs> Uncle Tommy is in currently in the process of redoing my mom and stepfather's bathroom. He is state why my dad not around very much and. Uh, that's, that was Uncle Tommy's always sort of been around like even with Aunt, Aunt Trish and they're still together and everything yeah. they are at every event family event they do or my mom's retirement party my sister's wedding like they're all they all still come it's pretty funny uh, pretty weird Uncle Tommy fun we, dude turned up good dude good guy good guy listen grabbed a lot of tit called me yeah. Jew boy at high school he was very good f- guy but that's the f- spirit of a fun guy and when I was 11 I didn't get to think over thinking fucking my mom at all. I was like, yo, Uncle Tommy's around. He's a wild, you know what I mean? He'll be yeah. funny. Like, we'll go out and he'll do something weird, you know, not weird, but like funny. Yeah. He was a guy with the yell out movie. Th- I always remember Uncle Tommy's when we went to go see a movie. Th- there was a movie theater on his block. Yeah. On 3rd Moimensing in South Philadelphia. And there was like a shitty movie theater and they were showing twins. And I went to go see twins in the theater. It was my dad. Uncle Tommy, my cousins, and whatever. And we're sitting there watching the movie. And do you remember everything with Arnold Schwarzenegger was... Uh, yeah, of course, you're forgetting the first rule in the crisis situation. Manual. Yeah, the manual. Like manual. He has the manual. Yeah, and then uh, it was a scene where he was going to have sex for the first time or something. Kelly Preston. Yeah, she started like seducing him. And he was like... And like you know, you hear someone like someone in the theater goes like he doesn't know what to do, and then my uncle Tommy's the guy who goes he goes tell him to read the manual, yeah. and we were all like, dude, nailed it, bro! Yeah. Like, yo, that was awesome. Yeah. What are you mystery science like, theater? Uncle Tommy's the guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, as an adult now, if the guy was doing it, I turn around, I'd be like, really? Shut yeah. up! Like, yeah, please. Can I just watch the movie? I paid, I paid like everybody else. I paid sixteen dollars to see this. Yeah. Your mom looked at him that night and goes, "Huh, he's the uh, one." Yeah. Your uncle Tommy's oh, making me feel different yeah. after he got that <laughs> zinger off at Arnold. Oh, they went to a David Bowie concert all together, like Uncle Tommy's actual brothers, the oh. Ross boys, and my mom when they were dating, and uh, got into a major fist fight. <laughs> Uncle with Richie's nose got broken. No, no, no. Oh, like guys in Philly yeah. Stadium. Uncle Richie's nose is Uncle busted. Richie's nose got we gotta, broken. We got to leave. Uncle Richie hit a guy. 
We got four reads in this hour that we got to do. We I got wish two. he was married to a mob lawyer. We got three minutes to do four reads. Weird family. We got to get into Let's it. Let's get it in. Nate Bargetzi's here. His special, The Greatest Average American, streaming now on Netflix. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the bonfire. Wu-Tang Clan. That must mean there's batting going on. Ting! You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.